Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode on Jessel Girls. And today we are going to be talking about, you know, the good old copycat and how to avoid that copycat when that cat comes sneaking in. Um, so just, just kind of to set the ground for this episode, uh, there's some pros and cons to copying. And we're not going to just sit here and say don't ever copy because copying helps you grow and learn. But if you copy something line for line aiming for an exact replica, well, you haven't made your own art. You've just made a copy of someone else's art. So we're going to dive right in head first. And Julia, have you had any experience in this space of the copycat? <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that this is a, a, a very multifaceted topic because I think there is a huge culture within the art community of just kind of like riffing off each other and taking inspiration mm -hmm. in from other artists. I mean, even in art school, there are assignments that we are literally told to go to the Art Institute or I know where I went to school and yeah. copy a painting just to learn the techniques and the practices. So. This is complicated because I think that there is a lot that is beneficial about uh, about you know air quotes like copying something, but that when it starts to get fuzzy is when you start to like morph it into your own identity as an artist, and when it starts to become like your first inclination is to go look at another artist's work for inspiration rather than like oh I really like how they did that, but here are my own thoughts. Where it's like I, I what did what did so and so just paint? Maybe I should try that. It's like. Yeah. It gets complicated where it starts to become like, I think it's Instagram, Pinterest are such great tools to, you know, have and get inspiration from, get out of a funk. But I also think that, you know, I know I've been in a place before or I've gotten myself there where I almost couldn't create unless I looked at Instagram and I felt very lost and I was using Instagram and other artists as like my North Star and I think that's when it's potentially damaging. Yeah. I think there's a difference between copying for inspiration and copying. I think there, yeah, I, I think that's where it gets funky is like, is when you go to some, when you get too heavily influenced by something that you're inspired by. Yeah. So I think that's where you have to really look at like, oh, I really like this, this piece that so-and-so made. It's not let's create the same thing, but maybe you like the collage style. Okay, so you're gonna go create a collage style. You're gonna take elements of that that you really liked and infuse it into your own work, but you have to make sure, I know in the world of like graphic design and stuff, it's like an 80% rule. Like everything has to be changed 80% to be your own, to be ownable, which I actually think is a pretty good rule of thumb for any kind of art when I think about it. Like if it's you're changing something 80%, that could be the whole entire, like if you're doing a landscape, you are inspired by someone who painted the Eiffel Tower. Well, you're gonna be like, oh, I really like that style and I that that would work really well with my brush strokes, but I'm gonna go paint, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, I think that's where you can, like you've changed the complete platform what it is. It is not a copy. You may have found some inspiration through how they paint, but then also I know Julia and I have talked about this way in the past, um, I can say like when I was trying to find my style and I was trying different techniques that I've seen other artists do, uh, for example, the abstract like paint strokes on white canvas, it just didn't feel natural for me. Like uh, to me, when I did it on my own, it didn't look right. But if I rep did a replica, it looked right. And that's when I knew 
that was just not my style because it just didn't fit. That was, at that point, I was just copying instead of being inspired. And I think that's when people need to figure out like, when are you copying versus when you're inspired and when to, how can you acknowledge and realize when that's happening? Because I do think a lot of people don't realize that that's happening and it becomes an issue when you're selling. Like if you're behind the scenes and this is just for your own home, good, I mean, there's no real harm in it. <laughs> I'm not gonna go out there and be like, everyone just keep copying everyone. But I do think you have to be conscious of that. Um, I think being that I'm in the advertising commercial space, you can't get away with that. <laughs> there are too many eyes on it. You're not hidden, you're creating a billboard. And if your billboard looks like someone else's billboard, well, clearly someone's gonna know you copied them. Uh, that's pretty clear. And we're, my, at least the people that I work with are well-versed in the community of all design in the advertising space. So we already know what's been done and who's done it. So I, if I see another ad and I, I, I've seen it, I've seen designers come with stuff and I'm like, that is a copy and paste of so-and-so's ad from 2015. I'm like, we can't do that. Like, even though I was like, I understand your groundwork. And then it's like, okay, so what was it about this that inspired you that you liked? Now take that foundation and grow with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a lot when it comes to, I just think it's so much easier to get sucked in as a fine artist. Oh yeah. Because there's there are fewer overwhelming. There are a few people like checking too, right? Like there's no one really like- I'd say so. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so for sure. It's like if you're just posting on, you know, onto your Instagram feed, unless you're like absolutely like identical, like identical painting copying, mm -hmm. I don't think people are going to catch if like, oh, wow, like, or maybe they do. I don't know. It depends. Like, it depends how, how famous the piece of art is that you're copying. But um, it's just this really, okay, so speak from like a personal experience, like I know after... I graduated from art school. I felt very lost in my style. And this this conversation really meshes with a previous conversation we've had about like finding your style. And mm -hmm. um, I think that I was trying out a lot of different things. And at one point there, I, I found a style or I found a subject matter that felt good to me, which was florals. And so there's this, I know there was this one floral artist that like, I really liked. And to be totally honest with you, I think a couple of my paintings are a little too close to hers. I'm being like, this is what I'm talking about this because like, I want to be totally transparent that if like I've done it and I didn't even realize it until like I finished the painting, I was yeah. like, I looked way too closely at her work. <laughs> and like, I can see that that flower is like the same flower she painted. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not exactly, but like you couldn't tell, like it's, if I know it. And but it wasn't, but it wasn't intentional. And I think that's where you need to recognize like you were influenced, but then it started to kind of drive every decision. Yes. yes. And I would find myself like going to her when I would start to feel like stuck, I'd like go to her website and I'm like, why am I going to her website? Like that's her art. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And I really think, you know, when I, I checked myself, I was like, why am I doing that? Mm -hmm. That that's not good. Like that's also, I think there's a part of me too. Like this artist had a big following and this artist like had a lot of people who really liked her work. And I think there was a part of me too, that was like clinging to that, like wanting that for myself. And until I got to the point where it was just like, it felt gross. And I was like, I'm, I'm not supposed to paint like her. Like, and by the way, like nobody, Nobody wants to see that. They want to see me paint like me. I think um, what's interesting too about that space is, or just with the world of fine art, is like you almost have to hold yourself accountable you more so than others because 
You're not gonna, like, if I make a painting and show it to Brandon, he's not gonna say, oh, that looks like so-and-so's piece. He's just not. Gonna have no but idea. But I could show yeah. him an, yeah, whereas for me, like, if I showed someone an ad, they could be like, oh, that looks like the Spotify ad from 2018, just for an example, uh, just because there are more people are more familiar with that. There are so many phenomenal artists out there, and not everyone is as familiar with certain people's work, and I think that's where... We have to hold ourselves as artists accountable on, you know, gut checking your work and seeing like, oh, did my, the people that inspired this work, is it basically their work or is it my own? Because you're not doing yourself any good uh, at the end of the day, even though it may feel, I mean, I think it's a comfort thing. Sure. I think maybe it got you into the correct space, Julia. And I don't know. Do you think, when do you think it became... Now, did you notice that, or did anyone else point it out to you? Nobody pointed it out. We're just stumped. Um, nobody pointed it out, but there was just this one painting that I did that I looked at, and I was like, it looks too much like her style. <laughs> you know, it, it looks too much like her style. Um, and it kind of, like, kept me up at night a little bit, because I was like, oh, God. like, And I sold it, and I did sell that painting. And it gave me, like, anxiety, like, after the fact. I was like, oh, my God, like, what if somebody does look at that painting and put two and two together and and think, you know, I copied her. And, like, I know that they're different enough. Like, I, I, I'm pretty positive, yeah. like, nobody actually would. But, like, it gives me anxiety. And that's how I know, like, it went too far. And I'm never doing that again. Um, and I think it was a valuable lesson I, I learned. And I think that I can't be the only artist or painter out there who's kind of had a moment where they're like, oh crap, like I'm really yeah. making work that's like derivative of this other artist. And it's not fair to that artist. So funny enough, I think it's also a couple, like it was a couple like months or maybe even a year after like this had happened with me, with this particular artist, where this artist posted about how, um, I think it was, Michael's or not Michael's um no excuse me home so, goods craft store was selling her painting or like somebody else who had who had like literally copied her painting identically another artist was now selling that through home goods and all these people were like tagging her in it and and like oh my god you're painting and she's like that's not my painting like that's somebody else who painted wow. my painting who's selling it now through home goods so like this stuff happens all the time and I actually was yeah. recently on the receiving end of it where I, I don't know if you know how this happened, but like I there was one of my Chicago paintings that I did and I was gonna ask if this has ever happened to you. Yeah, there was a Chicago painting I did. And the thing is, is I did use a reference photo that was from a, photo, a Chicago photographer. So like totally mm-hmm. could have been like this person saw the same yeah. photo as me, but it was like super close close to like my painting like in my interpretation of this photo and i wasn't about to like call this artist out on it i was like whatever um and it wasn't somebody i even knew it just like okay i don't even know how i don't even know how i saw it or how it came up maybe it was on like my discover page but i noticed that it was like a a week or so after i posted mine um and it was one of the paintings mm-hmm. that got more attention too. So I was like, maybe they saw it on a hashtag and like saved it and then painted it. So, and it felt really gross. And it was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And so it made me realize like, it, this is not a good thing for either person. Like I, you know, I don't think this is a productive 
practice for either secret will come out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Copying with our, it's impossible not to be influenced by the things around us. Like if you think about it, it's the very essence of creativity is, you know, uh, taking things and creating things that's mashed up of everything we've seen, heard, felt, and experienced. And I think it's just trying to figure out, and that's with advert, and I'm just bringing it back to the advertising because it's, it most like, like whenever we go to brainstorms for creativity and figure out what is our next ad, we're all like, well, it's all been done. Yeah. It has. It has. For the most yeah. part, it's all been done. So it's how can you spin it to either be better than what has been done or how can you make it different? Yeah. So sometimes it's like, okay, uh, I saw Julia's Chicago skyline. How can I make it different? I'm going to make a collage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm use, exactly. You know, or use a completely like different color palette. Palette. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it gets just eerie. Like, I don't know. I mean, I... Maybe I've been fortunate, I mean, because of the space that I'm in. And I also don't show as much as my... A lot of my artwork that I create doesn't have my name on it because of the industry I'm in. Right. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, you're not going to see the billboard with my name on it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you wish. One day. It's in <laughs> the day. design award books. Yeah. But uh, it's just a different industry. And I think that's where, um, like, we represent the client. It's... Uh, it's such a backwards thing now that I think about it. Like how like, yeah, it's, it's like commission. It is it's kind of like a commission piece in yeah. a way. I mean, I'm doing exactly what the clients asked for me, mm-hmm. um, designing it how within their style, uh, but maybe it's because I didn't define their style right. and I'm using their style and creating something different. In a way, I'm copying that essence of their brand, but creating something new and new different. Into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is something for everyone to kind of consider and... How do you create a fresh perspective for yourself? Like, so say you get a new client and they had a different like team that was running or different company that was doing all their ads beforehand. And they're like, Hey, we really liked what they used to do this way. Can you do this? But like, make it different. How, how is that challenging for you or to like, not try to try to like stay within their branding, Mm -hmm. but make it original. How does that, how do you go about that? I think that, I mean, that's where I go back to, as a creative, creatives are problem solvers. And that's that's truly what we do, that we are trying to solve a problem, especially in design for advertising. It's like, okay, here's the, here's my, I also look at things as a spectrum. And I think all artists can look at that. It's like, here's what the, here's where we're at. And this is what they like. But then I'm going to show them something that's close to it, but different. And then I go for a full, completely different approach. I really like to really push clients and art uh, that it's like, here's what you you were doing and here's what you're like and you're comfortable. Because usually it's it's a comfort thing. So then I take a, an iteration of that, which I will take, you know, try a different photography style, try a different, usually I have to stick to the same color palette, et cetera, but maybe it's like playing with the scale of fonts, you know? I mean, that's the same with painting instead of doing maybe it's oversized flowers and you're getting closer up into getting the details like it's still the same color palette it's still but it's a different kind of take on it um and i think that's just an interesting spin but then you know and i think that's a great thing tool is like if you find that you are in a rut and your stuff is starting to look way too similar to somebody else's and you keep going to the same person for inspiration that's where i think maybe it's like you go aha like this inspiration is becoming like my platform and like there's no shame in going to all these great tools and resources that we have at our fingertips on the phone to get inspiration but it's making sure you know check on different things like just look up flowers like don't necessarily look up a specific person because 
sometimes photography, you know, is a great starting point. Like look at a different medium to get inspiration. Go on a walk, you know, just try to mix it up and that should help. Yeah, I mean, learn a new tool in order to develop your own piece. And actually, honestly, like that's kind of where I found my like sweet spot for my space and what my space uh, for like my design, because I really was influenced by artists as in musicians. <laughs> and I kept, you know, looking at photography of them, but I didn't want to create the same thing as a photo. That's where I was using my tools to create my own work in a digital form and then for my digital form. So I would actually design it on the computer first, my artwork now. And then after I lay it out on my computer, because I am a graphic designer um, as well, so it's a comfortable space for me. And then I will populate it and then create it on a canvas. So it's like kind of like using the tools that you're equipped to do. So maybe that is what you use. I know a lot of artists that will take photos and collage them together to make a composition online and then they'll print it out and they'll use that as their base for inspiration to bring it to the canvas yeah so yeah thinking of crafty ways like that and i like even the idea too of like maybe you full-on like you take that image of that painter or illustrator you name it insert and you put it into like procreate and you just literally copy it in there in procreate and then you do a whole other layer on top of it and you go off and you do kind of like what Erin you were saying like make it a little bit different and then go like totally opposite so like you mm-hmm. kind of like start with a base layer where you fully embrace your like desire mm-hmm. to make work that looks like that person and then you're like yeah great, I saw what I liked about it, now let's make it totally my own. Like, that might be a great way to go about it. And I, I kind of, I think, trying to trying to get, getting that out of your system, like, getting the way that maybe you're, like, absorbing how somebody else is creating, like, mm-hmm. getting out of your system before you go to your own canvas and, like, create your own original work might be a good practice. I don't know, I might, I might try to do that, like, no, get that I out like of my that. system beforehand. I think that's great. And that reminds me of an article I was reading about. Um, this re- relates to a cartoonist. Uh, car- I don't know if anyone out there has drawn a cartoon before, but it's. I find it really challenging. I find it really hard. Um, I actually took, or in elementary school, they actually had a cartoonist come into our school and teach us all how to draw like his cartoon. And then from there, a lot of a lot of students actually evolved and made their own cartoon. But they got that basis of like, the hand gesture and how it's like this little more curvy um, shapes, which depending on what cartoon you're doing, but you know, but I think that's a great way. Like you can master like practice over and over again and feel like, oh, this is the gesture. This is how I want my hand to move when I draw these cartoons, kind of get the base of understanding of cartooning. And then from there you can evolve it into your own. And in a way, Julia, that sounds like take that piece copy it get your hand used to like that style and figuring it out but then it's how can you then move past yeah. that like you get it out of your system you gesso over it and then like <laughs> just so or like <laughs> half gesso over it and then like build off of it or something do something fun with it like once again i think this comes back to like what we said at the beginning of the conversation like you can embrace the fact that like you really admire someone's work like you know, I definitely have art art heroes, like heroes that I look mm-hmm. up to. But like the thing is, is like you don't actually want to become your hero. Like 
that's not like the goal here. Like you didn't live the same experience and your work is never going to be like, if your goal is to have your work be Mm -hmm. like theirs, like you're never going to be satisfied because like your work is never going to look like theirs. And so I think I also recognized that I was getting to that place where like, I really wanted my work to look like this, these other artists work. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Like that's not never Mm going to happen. So like, it's time to like go my own way, you know, insert um, Fleetwood Mac song um so what is the uh no, what is the what the uh i always joked about this with so many junior designers the biggest form of flattery is copying or something mm-hmm. like that and yeah, i remember that, someone yeah. saying that to me once and i was like yeah but when you're an adult it's just straight up copying like, yeah and, and, and it like kind of like, sucks when you're a child you <laughs> i mean and that even comes to like i mean i don't want to even limit you all just to thinking of um canvas creative ideas too like i'm sure as creatives we all have creative ideas out there and when people copy them that's frustrating too i cannot even begin to tell you how many times i've been in brainstorms or you know had other people steal my creative ideas within that were sitting there with me as we're pitching it to a client or whatnot um it's it's tough but i do also know it's sometimes tough to be heard and i think that can be a challenge when it comes to copying too uh i mean that's just because you do and I think maybe Julia you might have learned this or you could relate just because you copy someone doesn't mean it's going to then have the same outcome for you uh because what did that that painting that you think came a little bit too close like you didn't become like viral overnight you know no it was until you defined your style people came to you for your pieces of work and I think I I think it's like you just gotta work through it yourself to get comfortable 100% to define it's a learning I mean again like copy to learn don't copy to sell <laughs> yeah yeah that's literally like like that's the um the definition of like you know copyright infringement so like <laughs> so like that's well insert that into this episode what would you say um how do you move past this practice so what did you do uh in your past that you recognize like works getting close because obviously you were able to move past it and create beautiful work but how how (laughs) how yeah great question so the how is the you know the key here so i it's taken it's taken some work i have really worked hard to not look at other this is just for me but i don't look at other artists work while i'm painting i look at photographs Mm -hmm. for references um sometimes I zoom into paintings if I really like like how they did some shading Mm. or something and I screenshot that but I don't want to look at the whole image I just want to look at like Mm. oh I really like how they did that with the brushwork and it's like super zoomed in so like really don't look at other paintings while I'm painting um I also even with photographs now depending on what I'm doing uh, I never use just like one photograph I normally always use like multiples that I kind of like combine into some way um And I think that sort of like bringing together of a lot of different sources is what helps create like an original image Um, because I can't create art in a vacuum either. Like I need my work (laughs) needs to have some reference to reality. And so I'm I need those things to be able to see them. So I've had to kind of create my own like hodgepodge way of um, creating a reference because I don't always have access. Like right now I'm doing a floral series. I don't have access to like fresh cut 
peonies that, mm-hmm. you know, every single day. Yeah. Um, so I have not to. Not in Chicago. <laughs> not in Chicago. And also if I did, it'd be insanely expensive because for some reason peonies <laughs> are so expensive. I don't understand. But anyway, so I I have to use the internet. So like that, I, I try to be cognizant too of just, of not making... I almost sometimes now look at the artists that I have what used to look up to and I'm like if they have done a painting that's like too similar to what I'm doing I'm like I intentionally do something different now I almost different. have gone the opposite direction um in terms of of that uh and I then think I think it's great yeah no sorry I think what you said and I just want to hit on it again because I think it's a great like I, I didn't even think about it but it's such a no-brainer don't use artwork like find art as a reference like just try if you can avoid it like it you're going to get too heavily influenced i love the idea of like zooming in on the detail or a texture to replicate that kind of feeling but that's all you need to know that's the only detail you need of the piece in order to create your own and then it's however you want to hodgepodge things together to create your reference because i'm the same way Unfortunately, I can't just like close my eyes and come up with work. I need some sort of reference um, that I know there are artists out there that can do that. That's just amazing. I mean, I can do that with graphic design. I can't do that with uh, painting. (laughs) So yeah, it's this interesting, it's an interesting back and forth, I think, of trying to like take, and I also think there are certain seasons of my like creative life, if you will, like where I am kind of taking in more, you know, images from other artists and I'm taking in more but I think when I'm in like the the middle of like a series I try to like not look at other artists work really at all I I try not to not go and like explore to the the explore page even on my Instagram or go to Pinterest because I don't want to be too heavily influenced but that sounds like research in a way it sounds like research in a way like for you like when you do look at other artists and stuff like that you're not necessarily going to I mean, I guess that's kind of where I would say I would do, not even thinking about it. But, like, I'm not looking to see what to design and how to design it, but I'm looking to see what has been done. And, like, what that's, like, almost, like, my research of, like, oh, this person painted this. Cool. Maybe I'll do something like this so you're not doing the same thing. Because, you know, our audience, I mean, being your unique self and figure catering to your audience, like, they want what you're creating, not what someone else is creating. Otherwise, they'll go to that other person. Exactly, exactly. And this is this just popped into my brain, and it's gonna sound like a weird exercise, but I just remembered that you can do this. So I don't know if you guys know this, but you can search, like you can insert an image into Google and then mm-hmm. search by images. I've never done this, and I'm kind of scared too. But like, maybe try to insert your image like of your mm-hmm. artwork into Google and see what other art comes up and see how close it is. You know, like, I think I'm yeah. sure if I went back and inserted that painting that I think is a little too close to the other artists, like, her painting might come up. Like, it might be an interesting exercise if you are, like, questioning if your work is, is getting mm-hmm. a little bit too close to another artist just to see. I don't know. It's kind of a weird suggestion. But, no. Yeah. It's we I actually have done that many times in advertising just really? as a gut yeah. check. Like, yeah. because I just, you know, there's so much advertising out there there's just so many campaigns so much stuff that it's yeah. kind of like sometimes it's hard to tell if did i come up with this from scratch or was i heavily yeah. influenced by something exactly i saw yeah. like yeah. years ago like who knows and so sometimes i will just run it be like 
does this look too close to it just because I'm using the same colors? Because that's happened too. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use a all topography based ad and it's going to be neon green and hot pink. So I'll run a test and I'll drop it in there to see if anything pops up because I don't want it to look the same as someone else because in marketing and advertising, that's just, I mean, it honestly it applies to being your own business owner. Like, like if you're selling your art, you also don't want it to pop up with everyone else's piece. It's not going to stick out. So we've done that. I don't, it was for a few, I mean, I've also done it for the same company because the company was really well known for their ads. So we wanted to make sure that this wasn't done 20 years before um, we took it over just because like, does this look too similar to ads like holiday? For example, holiday ads are so easy to look like an ad that they've that you've already run for your same company. So we will sometimes do a gut check to just make sure like this ad does not look like their 2012 ad, even though it's they're promoting the same thing. Right. That's so hard. Think, it's like the same product yeah. over and over again, just trying to present in different ways. And I think that is that is the challenge, right? It's like mm-hmm. what like coming full circle to what you said before like everything's been done like under the sun especially it feels like in painting um but like you have to remember that it's not about doing something like completely novel it's about doing the it's about doing the twist on it i mean if you come up with something novel even better well uh julia do you have any helpful inspiration or reminders um when it comes to the creepy copycat. <laughs> yeah. The gesso goblin. Yeah, I mean to not to try to not be too cliche, because I think I mean we've referenced some things that are a little like cliche, like it's only, you know, be original, be you, whatever. Um I think I just to be like completely honest, like A, recognize that it's totally okay and totally normal to be inspired by other artists, Mm -hmm. especially artists that are successful and kind of want to mirror that. And that's, that's normal. It's okay. Like I've done it. We've all done it. Um, but right. But recognizing that like that isn't ever going to get you someplace where you're going to end up finding your, if you do follow that path of like really creating art, that's like very close to somebody you deeply admire, you're going to get to a place where finally, like maybe you start to actually come into your own and make your own sort of work. And it's going to, it'll be weird. It'll be a tough, like parallel to navigate. So it's better to always just like continually check yourself and check your gut. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. the next thing I would say is really work hard to work through all the different styles that do interest you like but do so without the ever the interest of like actually selling so like Mm -hmm. i'm really grateful for that time that i actually did explore a lot of different styles because i think i got closer to knowing myself and knowing what work felt good to me and embracing that process as like really fundamental amazing time for you um I think I felt very frustrated during that time and like I you know didn't know what I was doing and I felt very lost but now I look back and I'm like how fun like I really got to explore a lot of different things and I think I was putting the pressure on myself at that time to sell that which I I regret I think I should have taken like the whole year maybe after I graduated art school to like not try to sell anything I mean I don't know maybe not um, who knows? <laughs> who knows what I should have done? But I, I really think that at the same time, though, I think that was also kind of some research there to figure out like what what's would stick mm-hmm. to. So I don't know. It's complicated, but really give yourself time to explore. I'd say. 
Yeah, I mean, I even like I'm like looking at some of my pieces that I have of my in, of my work and just thinking about the exploration of going through that abstract like black and white exploration I went through. It actually, when I think about it, it did get me closer to find my style because I have a rougher black and white portrait style. It's not overly accurate. It's rough. It's grungy. And in a way, it's a form of taking that technique of the brushstrokes from that abstract. Yeah. And it just, the super abstract, just, you know, I love it and I respect it, but I just could not, every time I did it, I was like, this doesn't look right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and you know, too, like, and you know it. And even if, uh, oh, wait, that's another thing I'm going to say here, too, as another final tip, like, this is what got hard for me is sometimes the things I created that I, you know, didn't feel like me, people liked and people were like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks great. Cause that they were thinking like, it looks like something else that I maybe frequently see on the internet. Maybe it's like a trendy thing right now. Like the black, mm-hmm. you know, and white oh, big yeah. brush strokes, abstracts, like people <laughs> might tell you that they really like that, but you know, if it doesn't feel like you and to listen oh, to yeah. that voice, over other people's opinions or other people's willingness to buy your art. I think it was it was tough because, um, I don't know, I think I got to a, a point where I had to really look past like what people maybe wanted to see from me and go towards what I wanted to create. Cause it's like, I'm gonna create, like I'm gonna create an audience that like, it's gonna hate the work I'm gonna create in a year from now if I'm not more honest with myself, you know? It's like, yeah. yeah. But I think it's keep on copying to learn, but stop copying to sell. Yep. That is that is our that is our main message. And we hope that this was helpful for you guys and normalized the tendency to copy, but also recognize that um, there's ways to learn from it too. So thank you guys so much for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode.